All Rise, the Ashley Murphy murder trial with Frank Graney, a News Talk original podcast. A woman in her 20s has died following an assault in County Offaly. The incident happened along the Canal Bank at Cappenker in Tullamore at around four o'clock this afternoon. Breaking news, the arrest made on suspicion of murder of Ashling Murphy, the school teacher. Joseph Puska of Linali Grove, Mukla County Offaly, appeared before a special sitting of Tullamore District Court last night. On the afternoon of the 12th of January last year, Ashley Murphy, a 23-year-old school teacher, was killed while out for a run along the banks of the Grand Canal in Tullamore. Josef Pushka, a Slovakian man who was living at Lenali Grove in Mukla, County Offaly at the time, is on trial for her murder. He has pleaded not guilty. I'm Frank Graney, courts correspondent for News Talk. And I'm Ashling Moore, radio producer. I'll be in the Central Criminal Court for every minute of the Ashley Murphy murder trial. And every evening we'll bring you a factual, accurate and balanced account of what the jury hears on any given day. And only what the jury hears. It's their job to decide on the facts of this case and they'll do so based only on the evidence presented to them at trial. This is All Rise, the Ashling Murphy murder trial. Welcome to episode two. The prosecution opens its case. Okay, Frank, so yesterday we talked about the arraignment of Josef Pushka. He pleaded not guilty to Ashling Murphy's murder. A jury was then sworn in to hear his trial, which got underway today with the opening speech from the prosecutor. But before that, the judge had a few things to say to the jury. That's right. Um, Before the selection process started yesterday, you may remember, uh, Mr Justice Tony Hunt specifically warned the potential jurors not to try this case if they couldn't approach it with absolute impartiality. And the first order of business then was to select a jury foreman. And before we go on, what does that involve and what responsibilities does a jury foreman have? Well, firstly, we don't know how juries select their foreman. And I say foreman because that's what the law governing juries uses. That's the language uh, the law uses. But obviously it can be a man or a woman. And the law doesn't set down any particular set of rules that a jury must follow when it comes to uh, selecting a foreman. Uh, They're simply sent away to their jury room to pick one. And as to what responsibilities a jury foreman has, well, they're basically the exact same as everybody else on the jury. The only additional responsibility that a jury foreman has is that he or she, as the case may be, is the one who communicates directly with the judge. So if the jurors have a query or want the lawyers or a witness to speak up, for example, they bring that to the judge's attention uh, through their foreman. Um, they don't have a casting vote or anything like that when it comes to deciding on a verdict at the end of, of a trial. But they do have a particular role when it comes to delivering uh, the jury's decision because they're the ones who hand over the issue paper at the end. And the issue paper is the piece of paper with the jury's decision on it. And once that's handed over to the registrar, um, the decision is read back and the jury foreman will then be asked to confirm uh, his or her decision to the court. Okay, so the jury foreman has been selected for this trial. Mm -hmm. The judge briefly addressed the jury before things got underway. What did he have to say? Yeah, well, um, Mr. Justice Hunt began by giving a bit of an explainer, I suppose, as to why we need juries uh, to hear cases like this. He told them that 
they were here to apply their own knowledge, their own wisdom, their own life experience. Um, he described the nine men and three women who make up this particular jury as a snapshot uh, of their community, selected at random, he said, on behalf of their community to do a job on their behalf. You see, what some people may not realise is that these cases are taken on behalf of the people of Ireland as a whole. Uh, in criminal cases, it's not the victim, it's uh, not the victim's family that brings these cases. They're brought by the Director of Public Prosecutions on behalf of us, the people of Ireland. And Mr Justice Hunt told the jury that we have juries to take cases away from judges. And that's a reference to something we discussed on the podcast yesterday. Uh, judges don't decide cases in the Central Criminal Court. They're there to ensure an accused person gets a fair trial. Juries decide cases. And with that in mind, uh, Mr Justice Hunt told them to look at this case with an open mind, uh, to decide it only on the evidence heard in court. Um, he said there was no room for speculation. And again, he warned them not to do their own research. He also explained some key legal principles that are the foundation of our criminal justice system. An accused person's presumption of innocence, for example, he spoke about that. Yosef Pushka has pleaded not guilty to the murder of Ashley Murphy. So he is entitled to that presumption of innocence throughout the burden of proof which rests on the prosecution at all times. It's up to them to prove their case beyond a reasonable doubt. It's never up to an accused person to prove their innocence. In fact, Mr. Pushka uh, doesn't have to give evidence. His barristers don't have to ask any questions of, of the witnesses called. And the jury is not allowed, as Mr. Justice Hunt said today, uh, they're not allowed to draw adverse inferences if that's the case. He will undoubtedly return to those legal principles at a later stage. But once he had addressed the jurors this morning, uh, he then invited Ms. Anne-Marie Lawler, um, the prosecuting barrister in this case, uh, to open her case. And again, as you explained yesterday, this isn't evidence. This is just yeah. a roadmap of the case that she intends to present to the jury over the coming weeks. So what did she have to say to the jury in her opening speech today? Um, a lot. It was a very detailed opening speech. It took her maybe the best part of an hour to uh, deliver it. And she began by also touching on some of the legal principles relevant uh, to the to this case. And I suppose she outlined the functions of the various parties involved, including herself and her legal team. And she reiterated the point already already made by the judge about the amount of publicity that this case has has attracted. As you can imagine, there were lots of journalists in court again today. And as Ms. Lawler um, just reminded them, the jury that is, that nothing that occurs outside the courtroom can have any bearing on the decision that they'll eventually be asked to make. That is, of course, whether Mr. Pushka is guilty or not guilty of the murder of Ashley Murphy. So she was saying that no outside uh, influence should form any part of their deliberations or their considerations during this trial. And she then went on to give a little bit of background detail about Ashleen Murphy, but she was quick to point out to the jury that they won't actually hear much about Ashleen Murphy during the trial. And she explained that while it might be jarring to hear that, um, the trial isn't about her. She said the trial is about Yosef Pushka. And she went further on that point, speaking in general terms, she said, you know, the violent death of a young woman may attract what she described as visceral revulsion. But she told the jurors their function was to assess the evidence in what she described as a cold, clinical and dispassionate way. And she told them not to approach it with any sympathy. Um, we heard Ashleen was 23 years of age when she was killed. Uh, she was from Cully in County Offaly. 
and that on the day in question, the 12th of January last year, uh, Ms Lawler said that she left the school where she worked and she went out for some exercise and she said that she was killed at about half past three that afternoon. Did she give any detail about how she died? She did. Um, I mean, up until this point, we knew that Ashley Murphy had met a violent end and that Yosef Pushka was accused of killing her. But today we learned how she died, or at least we got a, you know, a brief, broad outline of how she died. Uh, Ms. Lawler said that she was stabbed 11 times in the neck, the right side of her neck, to be specific. And the jury will, in due course, be given far more detail about her injuries when the post-mortem evidence is presented to them. But the only other thing uh, Ms Lawler mentioned to them today was that there may have been defensive wounds also. And this happened on the banks of the Grand Canal in Tullamore? Yes, correct. Um, We heard it happened on a concrete footpath with a grassy verge and that beside that footpath was a ravine um, which was covered in briars thorns and brambles. And Ms Lawler said that was significant because she said Mr Pushka had cuts on every exposed part of his body, hands and face, which she claimed uh, was consistent with leaving the scene. She told the jury there was nobody there when the attack began, but that the jury would hear in due course from two witnesses who came upon the attack, who will describe certain features of Ashley's attacker. Um, Ms Lawler said that they could see her legs kicking. Uh, She told them they'd hear from a number of people who were near the location where she was killed on that afternoon back in January of last year, including a person who was on the canal beforehand. Um, We heard paramedics arrived on the scene very quickly and they tried to uh, resuscitate Ashling, but to no avail. And she was pronounced dead at the scene. Okay, and what about the Garda investigation? Did she mention anything about that? She did. She said Garthi arrived on the scene quickly and that their attention turned to gathering whatever CCTV footage they could to hopefully help them in identifying uh, her attacker. We heard a total of 25,000 hours of CCTV was harvested as part of this investigation. And specifically in relation to Mr Pushka's alleged involvement, uh, we heard his bicycle was left beside Ashley's body, and it is the prosecution's case that Mr Pushka uh, was the one who left it there. We heard a DNA sample was taken from him. Uh, the prosecution say a sample was also taken from under Ashleen's fingernails and that that was a match for his. Uh, Ms Lawler described that as a very significant piece of evidence. And out of those 25,000 hours of harvested CCTV footage, we heard um, a shorter compilation of relevant material was produced by the investigation team um, about three hours before Ashing was killed. Ms Lawler said that Mr Pushka could be seen coming from his home again on this CCTV footage that will be shown to the jury in due course. You would imagine that he was seen coming from his home in Mukla uh, in County Offaly and that he was captured cycling around Tullamore just after two o'clock that afternoon um, until just after two o'clock this afternoon was what she said that afternoon rather is what she said to the jury. It will obviously be up to them to decide but Ms Lawler described him as aimlessly meandering through the town of Tullamore that afternoon. Uh, She also told them that on two occasions they'll see him uh, in close proximity to two other women and in relation to the first woman uh, she described him as doing a U-turn on his bike when she went into a shop. Uh, She said that that woman was unaware of anyone behind her that afternoon and that 20 minutes later uh, Ms Lawler 
said that another girl called Anne-Marie Kelly became aware of a man cycling behind her. She said she described this man as staring at her. She said she told the Gardaí that she saw the same man down the canal a little later at 17 minutes past two. So it does sound like CCTV evidence will feature heavily in this case because Ms Lawler also spoke about some footage from later that evening, um, just before nine o'clock, which shows a man that the prosecution will say is Josef Pushka. But she didn't go into any more detail in relation to that. Again, this speech is not evidence. Um, it's really important to point that out. Uh, the jury was told that on a number of occasions today. Again, it's just a roadmap or a blueprint of of sorts uh, of the case that the prosecution is going to present over, over the um, coming weeks. But she did mention um, some more CCTV footage. This was um, from the early hours of the following morning, which Ms Lawler said shows Mr Pushka arriving at an address in Crumlin in Dublin. And she told the jury that they'll see him walking into a house with the same beard that he was seen sporting in the earlier CCTV footage. And she said that in this footage, again, of him arriving at this address uh, in Crumlin, uh, that he was walking without any difficulty uh, whatsoever. And at this point, um, again, at about nine o'clock uh, in, in the evening, she claimed that he had fled Tullamore. The next CCTV footage then that Ms Lawler referenced was from 12 hours later at about lunchtime on the 13th of January uh, last year. And Ms Lawler told the jury it shows an ambulance removing Mr Pushka from the home that he entered the night before, again in Crumlin. Um, she described him now as clean shaven with no beard. And she said that he appeared uh, in this footage to have suffered some kind of injury. And what's alleged to have happened next at St. James's Hospital Blanchardstown? Well, according to Ms Lawler, he, Joseph Pushka, is alleged to have admitted being the murderer. So as it turns out, there had been a stabbing incident in Blanchardstown and when Mr. Pushka was taken to St. James's Hospital, uh, Ms. Lawler claimed he told the guards that he had been attacked, that he had been stabbed during this attack. And the jury will hear in due course from the guards who, who spoke to him uh, in hospital. But Ms. Lawler uh, just said today that what he told them didn't appear to stack up with the stabbing incident that they were investigating in Blanchardstown and that while speaking to him, one of the guards noticed some scratches on his hand. So he took some photographs of them, reported back to his supervisor. And having heard that Mr Pushka had travelled to Dublin from Tullamore, a number of guards investigating Ashley's murder went to the hospital and the jury was told they'd hear two encounters that they had uh, with Mr Pushka from there. During the first chat, he is um, alleged to have given them more detail about that supposed attack that he was a victim of in Blanchardstown. And he was asked about his bike, which he claimed that he hadn't had for the previous two weeks. The jury was told the guards went back to the hospital. On this occasion, they had a search warrant. And during the course of a conversation with him at that point, Ms Lawler claims that he said to them, I did it, I murdered, I am the murderer. And she said this happened after they told him they were investigating Ashley Murphy's murder. She claimed he went on to say that he didn't do it intentionally, uh, that he was sorry. And again, Ms Lawler told the jury that this was a hugely significant evidence. She claims that 
Yosef uh, Pushka accepted responsibility for the murder and went on to express concern for the safety of his family uh, because he feared they'd be the targets of a revenge attack, um, possibly at the hands of uh, Ms. Murphy's family. And he's alleged to have said, uh, I'm sorry. I see girl I never see before. I have knife I use for chain. When she pass, I cut her. I cut her neck. She panic. I panic. And then he's alleged to have asked, will I go for 10 years? And Ms. Lawler said he also pointed at his stomach and said, I do this. The jury was told that at this point, nobody knew how Ashlyn had died, but that he knew, uh, which she says is also significant in the case that they are again going to present over the coming weeks. So the prosecution claims Josef Pushka stabbed her along the canal. He fled and then made up a story about an attack in Blanchettstown, all in an effort to get away with it. Yeah, um, in a nutshell, that's essentially the prosecution's case. They say he stabbed her 11 times in the neck. Um, They say he left his bike next to her body, fled through uh, that dense undergrowth next to her. um, Hence the cuts and scratches, they say, um, that he then fled to Dublin and, in Ms Lawler's words, made up a pack of lies to conceal the truth about the murder of Ashleen Murphy. And Ms Lawler finished her opening address by claiming he then confessed the murder and she suggested that all of the evidence that uh, she would present to the jury will allow them to be satisfied that Josef Pushka is guilty of murder. So that was the opening address. Again, not evidence, as you say, but did the jury hear from any witnesses today? They did. Um, mappers and snappers. The first witness was a cartographer, which um, is a person who draws or produces maps. And he travelled to the scene we heard on the day of the alleged murder, uh, provided the jury today with seven maps outlining the scene and the areas involved. And I suppose the the areas where the CCTV was harvested from. So as you can imagine, that took uh, some time, given the the amount of different locations. Um, the court heard it was actually a challenge to to plot the map of the scene where the alleged murder took place because of that overgrowth and and briars. And the court also heard from a detective, Caroline Hughes, today, who took photographs on the day of. The alleged murder, she said that when she arrived, there was a crime scene tent erected. Um, You'd be very familiar with these blue forensic tents um, that you would see on the news, for example. Uh, She said there was um, an industrial light there to to aid them because it was seven o'clock in the evening at at that stage on a January evening. And she said there was um, the body of a female inside that tent The jury was then handed a booklet. Um, That booklet had nine photographs in it. Um, In that booklet was a picture of a bicycle. Uh, There was a picture of some bloodstained sticks uh, in the undergrowth. And there was also a picture of a pink woolly hat and blue Nike runners. That's it for episode two of All Rise, the Ashling Murphy murder trial. Tomorrow, the jury will hear from more witnesses in what's expected to be a five-week trial. I'm Frank Graney, Courts Correspondent for News Talk. I'll be in court every day and you can follow me on X at Frank Graney for updates. And make sure you follow this podcast, All Rise, the Ashley Murphy murder trial for an impartial and comprehensive account of what happens in court on any given day. 
All Rise, the Ashling Murphy murder trial was hosted by Frank Graney and Ashling Moore with sound design by Lachlan Hart. Follow the podcast on Newstalk.com, on the Newstalk app powered by Go Loud or wherever you get your podcasts.